0: all right everyone welcome to another episode of 21 going on 77 i am one half of the dynamic duo it's your boy dwight at 517-2214 joined again as i am every week with the brains of the operation the young prodigy the draft pick lover young sj at sj basketball eight i don't know i already know things ain't going that great for you but how you feel it how you maintain it
1: yeah, is what it is. That's that's how it.
0: <laughs> I feel you. What's the weather like? What, what what is the weather looking like in New York City?
1: Um, it's up to like close to sixty today. A little cool, but not like cold. Um, there's a red flag warning. I don't know what that means, but um,
0: I don't know what that means either.
1: Um, yeah, I saw it earlier, but I'm not sure what that means. It, it's, it's something to do with fire. I looked it up, but whatever. Um, that's the <laughs> yeah.
0: Gotcha. Well, <clears throat> um, this is the second week in a row. On the Friday, we have recorded and it's warmer where you at than where I'm at. I think it's fifty fifty seven 57 right now. Yeah. It was like, I didn't cut the heat on last night so i just the ac was set to like 68 which is because it had been warm earlier this week and um i woke up cold i think my thermostat said it was like 64 degrees when i got up so yeah man i don't know what's going on global warming climate change man don't give me lying. i just i just hope we here in 20 years um damn that sounds that's depressing That's depressing. This has been a a depressing situation in the Mavs world. I'm talking about climate change and global warming. Um, Young SJ. News broke a couple hours ago. The Mavs are basically packing it in. Or going to attempt to pack it in. We played the Bulls tonight. The reason why it's interesting they're doing this against the Bulls is because the Bulls and the Mavs are currently tied for 10th and 11th. In the tank standings, and basically, whoever wins this game has an inside track to the tenth spot in the tank standings. And obviously, if you are listening to this, you are probably very, very aware that if the Mavs get the tenth slot in the tank standings, it becomes highly likely that they keep their pick. Um, SJ, what how, what'd you think? how you feel about this how you feel about the tank why now just your general two cents on this decision
1: well um i mean it's interesting right i don't okay so me personally i don't really care about um everyone else's opinion on this and everyone else meaning like The people outside of the Mavs, you know, bubble who aren't, you know, paying attention or whatever. Because whatever we do down the stretch here, you're going to be mad at it because the Mavs have put themselves in a position where they do not control their own destiny. Like, yes, they can win these last two games, uh, meaning they've won three in a row to close the season. However, a little too late because when you think of the past meltdowns, um some of which well all of which really you've talked about on this pod. One of them being that OKC meltdown in the beginning of the season when they blew that lead in like literally record breaking fashion. Very embarrassing. We've had a lot of embarrassing moments this season. That one of that one was one of them. And now here we are where OKC also they control everything is up to OKC. And by all accounts they want to make the plane um despite all the narratives that people are trying to push on them that oh they're like they've been kind of bad to close this season out and that's just up to youth and experience <laughs> like they're not they're trying if you watch the games they're trying and then shay's banged up he's actually if you watch the games he is playing hard like he's playing well but he's playing hurt he's playing hurt so despite all that they still want to get that experience so by all means they're gonna go in to i don't even know if it's a I think it's a home game right um for them against memphis i i, I don't actually know um i think it's a home game for i thought them. it
0: was i thought it was in memphis
1: oh i don't know i don't know i i i, I was on the, i'm trying to remember what they were saying on a broadcast when i was watching there.
0: Nah, no it's an okay scene.
1: it's an okay okay that's what i thought yeah um so yeah uh they're gonna be at home trying to get that spot and how cute would that be at home clinching because if they win that's it they they yeah, i think that's it right
0: yeah they win they yeah win. that's
1: it that's it yeah so if they win that's it they're in so i think that they're gunning for that and memphis as much as they're i think memphis is um their bench guys are good like memphis drafts well so their end of bench guys are guys who you can give more minutes to and have them produce so it's 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 going to be a tough game but i think okc can do it um same way as memphis can be okc and then it's it's like oh well if the mavs had beat the, and here's the thing luca's still playing i think out of all of this we're talking about mavs are tanking but luca is the, the big dog is still playing and i mean you can get into that in several I feel like you can really tease that apart like um thinking about okay well is he on the same page with the mask? because he's the only one that's like in terms of the key guys he's the only one that's playing blah 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 but at the end of the day there's a lot of theories going around um and not even theories uh it's kind of uh not the word I want to use but like people are saying oh it could be like because of Slovenian night he's playing and Others don't feel that way. They just think it all has to do with him not giving up. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be, he's playing. And we'll see what type of time he's on tonight at the end of the day. And the other guys, too, because the players who are playing, they're not playing to lose. That's that's the thing. Like We can talk about tanking. And we can talk about what the organization does to tank. But the players who suit up and go out there, they're not playing to lose. So, like, you look at the Blazers. They're blatantly tanking. Like, they got a roster full of, like, 10 days about to play their final game. Those guys who are suiting up, they're not playing to lose the game. They might just lose – you know, they're going to lose so they stink. <laughs> or they might surprise you and, like, win the game. But they're not playing to lose. Same, And it's similar to what we're doing right now with the Mavs. The guys who are going to suit up are not playing to lose. So we'll see what they do. But in the end day, whatever they do, win or lose – it's really up to okc and what they want to do so i just we'll just see what's gonna happen and you know it is what it is i feel like i guess my personal opinion what i think is gonna happen as much as i what i want to happen obviously is i would like to see my okc as much as i don't believe in 10 seeds so i don't think we should be chasing a 10 seed okc can have the okc got a million picks <laughs> like they're fine they have a lot going on we need that pick, so I wouldn't mind us bowing out. Um and if we win, sure, that's cool too. Because at the end they were not getting that pick. <laughs> as much as I want that pick, I don't believe we're getting it. Um, so I don't really care what happens at that. I'm really checked out. Um, I believe the Mavs, they did this to themselves. Therefore, I don't really care what happens to them. Because whatever happens to them. They would have have done it to themselves, and that includes even them getting into the plane, and you know, even winning a plane game but losing the another one, like whatever the outcome is, they would have done it to themselves. So it is what it is.
0: Uh, sj sj sj. I I will say that. I just I don't like tanking. I hate it. I hate it. We've talked about this before. I believe if you tank, you basically... I don't care if it's just for a few games. Unless it's a situation like the Bucks are in where you've locked your spot up and you just resting your old-ass team. Or you just cool with playing whoever. Or even the, what the Bulls doing. The Bulls can't play no more. And that, that don't really count as tanking. But to me, like, I just don't believe in it. Um... I I think if you have a team full of young dudes or a team with young dudes you plan on keeping long-term, I think that sends a horrible message because them dudes don't give a fuck about draft picks ever. They don't care. And yes, do I think the Mavs need a – it would help the Mavs long-term to keep their pick – Yeah, man, I'm not stupid. Like, yeah, I I would like that 10th pick. I don't think we're winning the championship this year. So, at least we coming out to the joint with something. I also don't think, like, I just think statistically speaking, a player, any player, from any draft, taken from 10 through the rest of the first round, like, hitting, like, is... That's I don't think people realize how statistically that low, even if I'm getting you all 20 picks, it's still an unlikely thing. Like there's so many people I have to believe that view this 10th pick as a lifeline. And I'm just like, no, you. even if they trade it, even if they keep it and draft somebody, even if you hit on that player, it's still just the, the confluence of events that have to take place with that draft pick for it to really matter for what we got going on right now. is just so low that I just don't care about it. And I I do think fans fall in love with draft picks. I do think fans overvalue the importance of teams that are win now drafting dudes. Um, I also think teams that are drafting right now uh, that are win now like, even in even like the best rookies in NBA history, like all time grades, it's hard for that rookie to contribute on both ends of the floor in high leverage situations. And I just think, like, say we get the pick, right? Let's say we get pick 10, and who's old buddy from US, UCF? Is it Taylor Hendricks? Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, he fits a knee, right? They're going to draft for knee. But let's just be real. You think a young man going to be out there, let's say everything breaks right. He hits. He's good. He eventually becomes good. The type of player he is to where he's going to be ready to contribute on both ends, that's not happening next year. It's probably not even happening by year two Only like a championship level. Now, I'm not saying a young man isn't going to stink. I mean, it's going to stink. I'm not saying he's going to be hot ass because you do got guys, you got rookies that are contributing to playoff teams. I mean, let's be Jalen Williams being Jalen Williams is basically putting. Us Keegan the Murray
1: playoff. is a starter on the three seed.
0: Three, there we go. Mike, they got a shot at two low key? Not really, but who knows, right? And, but, call me. Let's see what Keegan Murray do in the playoffs. And like, I think we're in the end game with the Luca era in Dallas and i didn't realize it until like today today was when it really hit me to where i've you know some people have been like well luca's gonna leave and this that and the third and i'm like eh, he ain't gonna leave that money on the table if he's not that which means he's asking out before he is even put in that situation he's just getting it from he's getting that money from wherever he's gonna end up at if we don't turn it around and I just look at all our options, and I just I don't see any. I don't see how to. We're in a situation where we have to serve two masters. On one hand, even if Kyrie stays, and let me let me ask you, do you want Kyrie to stay? Like mm-hmm. real, like not trying to be funny. Let's say he it, like it's not even some crazy contract. It's not his full max. It's not five years. It's just a reasonable, nice contract, four years. Uh, the last year ain't fully guaranteed, and it's like $40 million a year. Do you want him to stay? Or would you take, if the Lakers are like, I think the Lakers are going to end up with like the 16th pick. If they're just like, look, you do the sign and trade for Kyrie, I know logistically that's going to be pretty much impossible. Let's just say any random team. Would you rather sign Kyrie or take? I don't know, a pick in the teens to facilitate him getting up out of here. Or I won't even say a pick in the teens. A, a lightly protected first-round pick. Which one do you prefer?
1: Um, Resigning Kyrie. Okay. Because at the end of the day, right, the team stinks and all that, but the NBA moves quickly. We, I feel like, and this might be blind optimism, whatever, whatever, call it whatever it is, but the team is still an off season away from being a team you have to worry about at the very least, right? If you have Kyrie, I believe. So it just it, they need luck, which I believe is their that's the biggest problem here because we don't get a lot of it. We really have to grind out shit. Like when we get shit, it's really worked for because we don't get the luck that others will probably get, right? So we're already at a deficit there and it's compounded by them making bad decisions all the time. So I think they just need a streak of good decisions and maybe we can start to make something shape. So I think if that happens, you know, we can get to that's why I I'm just not I'm just not going to talk in absolutes anymore, especially with what we've just seen over this trade deadline alone. Like the fact that we even are talking about do you want to keep Kyrie? Like do, do we sound crazy like if we said this a year ago? Right? We just sounded crazy, so at the end of the day, this league moves so quickly that I'm personally not gonna speak in the absolutes anymore. I'm just going to really just focus on what I want and what I would like to see, and obviously I might um still give my predictions on what on certain things that might happen and all that, but to really speak in absolutes, especially if it's regarding or you know, Lucas is gonna ask out or like um you know, this then the third. We'll just see. Right? And I think obviously it's it's a predicament. And whether you think they made it worse by doing the trade that they did, I guess that's it's I f- I don't wanna say it's up for debate because we haven't even really seen the full results. I feel like the off season when he we you know find out whether he's gonna resign or not. Um, I think that's when you really start to make that judgment on what happens. Because if he resigns, obviously, then you can talk about it then. And if he doesn't, then that's that. And then you could obviously discuss what happens. So, I don't know. I just think um, I would like to resign him at this point because I don't think there's any other alternative that would be better, because I think the return for him won't be much. Like, look at the history of sign-in trades. We've seen Kevin Durant get signed and traded for D'Lo, like, and it, by all accounts, Delo wasn't bad, but he, the season, the team he got traded to was a 15-win team, the Tanking Warriors, so at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, like, it's, um, and obviously, context, Steph didn't play, Clay didn't play all that shit, but still, my point is, sign and trade returns aren't Really splashes that you think especially if it's going especially for Kyrie I don't think it's going to be splashy so um yeah I just rather resign him at that point so yeah
0: okay I agree with you SJ and because I agree with you Kyrie is 31 and is a small guard with lower body injuries so for me the reason why I if the Knicks pick was one of them sit joints where um, if it don't convey this year, it turns into two seconds, I would have been in on taking, but you're still coming off of first, bro. You're still coming off of first. And I also don't think, you're right, the league moves very fast. You are 100% accurate in that um the Kings is the Thursday. you gotta shout it too right i don't i think i think we both know i had them in a play in i think he was like i'm not gonna trust them because i trust them before i don't remember but the point i'm trying to make neither one of us had them had them being that good and here they are right but i just don't see like we need so much and The the things that we need, the only hope I have is I think we got two big needs. One is a big, one is a wing. I think they're equal. I think there's people who are delusional. They think we are a big man away, and that's it. From even contending, I I, I don't think there's a big man in the league that ain't in the MVP rating, MVP race, that would come in and just almost single-handedly change this around to where we could contend, not be a good team, not be a home court event, but I'm talking about like, we going blow for blow with the best teams in the league. I don't think that, outside the big three, I don't think that's really a really good thing. So I do think the opportunity cost from what it takes to get like a good big, I do think that's going to be within, whether we keep our pick or not, I do think that's going to be, the Mavs are going to have a shot at that. I do, right? um but the wing that's like that's the most desired thing in the NBA right and because I just don't see how they're gonna be able to fill that without taking a flyer on someone that's not proven and now we worried about competing for a championship with Luca and Kyrie short term with hopes and dreams and I just I think this shit, I won't say it's cooked but I think it's cooked short term as far as the next two years, if that makes any sense. Now, I've been wrong before and I'm not like Mr. Optimistic fan. I don't think either one of us, I almost want to say we were lower. I think I had us as the fifth seed, but if things, if we had injuries, we would be in the play-in. I think you had them in the sixth seed. And... I think that was low in comparison to most people in the fan base. I think most people had them higher. However, and I hate like bringing back old history, but Mark Cuban been doing stupid shit for a long time and he's still doing stupid stuff. And I did like the last time I was really this frustrated going into a, after an off season played out based on what expectations were was in 2010, and I know this was, what, 13 years ago, but we were the second seed. We had made a big trade that looked like it had worked out. We was gassing them dudes up. And man, we got packed up by our rivals in the first round. And then we had this super expiring contract that we could use to acquire a free agent. Did nobody wanna fuck with us? No one ever, no one even took our meetings. That was the LeBron, D-Wade, Joe Johnson, Chris Bosh, a couple other dudes. Um, there There was even outside the big four, there was a couple other dudes. They just weren't fucking with us at all. And as you, like, get down to the get down, we end up trading for Tyson Chandler at the very last minute. I think it was in, like, August of that year. And Tyson was out in Charlotte, went really good, uh, had failed a physical to go to OKC, ironically enough. Thank God that he failed that physical. And um, we ended up getting him and we had just paid Brendan Haywood like starter money, and then we basically traded for a dude with a broke foot, and then he started over the dude. We just made one of the higher paid centers in the NBA. And we know how that season played out, right? So when you say shit moves quickly, that is very true. In the best season the Mavs ever had, like these dudes literally can fail into a championship. They've done it. I think it's, I think you can argue they failed into what they did last year. If we are being honest, um, I I think they were trying to, I won't say tank, but I think they were trying okay. to reset.
1: I mean, they failed. They've, traded the guy who was supposed to headline the next era for two guys who were quote-unquote not that Dingley was a bad contract but he was like a cancer and he was horrible when that trade took
0: place place, he was absolutely a bad contract
1: well I guess not as bad as Berton given that he had a lot of non-guaranteed money right right um so yeah
0: yeah and you know you look at that that was a fill up I got to be, I think they was trying to be bad or mid. Do you, I don't, I really don't think that trade was intended for them to be good. And then they was like, oh shit, we're good. And I don't think they were prepared for that. Am I crazy for thinking that? What do you think? Like, is, is that, like, revisionist history? Because I don't think they really I mean, were. I
1: don't they, think they really were really. trying to tank. I don't think they were trying to tank. I just think they were trying to get up out of KP, especially given that he had the bone bruise. Like, whether it was as serious as um, we thought or not, I feel like they were scared of KP at that point. They were done with him at that point, and they wanted to get out, you know, from him without, and given that apparently that was the only deal where they wouldn't have given up a first pick Or first round pick, I think they were just in take it mode. I was gonna take it and trusted that Luca. And again, at that point, Brunson was good. (laughs) Like at that point, like it was no question he was a starter. Um, we were winning games because remember our streak started before the trade. Like we were winning games, so I don't think they made the trade to start losing games. I think they um made the trade because like, like I said, they just wanted. The first chance or not first chance but the chance that they got to get out of get from under kp's contract they took it and we just happened and again when you look at it they're doing a lot of buddy buddy shit and dinwiddie was familiar to a lot of the guys that they already had so it was kind of like a no br- like a kind of like a because remember it was kind of reported before the trade it was reported um that they him and um cuban was at some crypto event
0: yeah no, you know, no. Talking no. I some That was a that
1: movie. wasn't a re- that was factual. Like I, I said, not I just meant like yeah, it, okay, it was okay. cuz Mark Spears said it. That's where I'm yeah, remembering. Okay, it, okay. It. I'm yeah, remembering, okay so. I got you. No, I thought it was like um,
0: a, you right. thought you were saying oh, no, you no, no. A rumor he, but like
1: no like No, not rumor like, like I was you. Mark Spears is, is who I um I'm remembering that I read it from. I read it from. Yeah, so that's why I just said report um cuz I remember reading it. Gotcha but yeah so you know what i'm saying so it was kind of like a, oh let's see kind of thing and they struck goal i don't think it was an intentional we're trying to lose games thing i don't think so
0: i got you i just don't think i almost think like oh fuck, we'll look where we had, and we didn't plan on committing to this team which based on reporting they didn't you know they was i don't think they even wanted jalen at 54 million i thought they Just didn't value, they didn't think he could play a little good, they didn't think he was that good. That's it, is what it is. I think they did value Dorian, but they just viewed Dorian at a certain way. Uh, you know, Dorian, hell, was, he had to wait till last minute to get his money, right? I think if they would have come, they could have probably gave both those dudes a little bit less at the beginning of the season and had them both, but anyway. I just don't think Nico viewed them dudes as the, those guys, right? And um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I I have no idea what we about to get into because it can go quick, but it can also go bad. And like, because I'm trying not to be emotional about it because I made my peace with this season. I don't know. I made my peace with this season like a week ago, maybe two. When they finally played the two bigs, and that shit looked just as bad as one big and four smalls. I said, oh. And I think Jaden had like 27. And we are, the two big thing was so bad. Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, Maxie, Cleaver, fucking JaVale. Even when they played together. Any combination of those two playing together over multiple games. The shit was still sweet on the inside. I was like, yeah. I, I kept thinking Jason Kidd would fail into a good lineup and we'd go on a run, and it just never happened. And he played everything. He did. He pulled every lever you could pull. And none of them shits worked. To be honest, even I think they would, uh, would close last game against the Kings, right? Like, Buddy was like 5 for 15, and he did play well. I'm not trying to shade him, but the fucking Kings also were, what, third game in night, second game on the back to back? It, 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 we didn't win that game because of some shit we did in the paint. We won the game because the same way we've won every game in the second half of the season. We shot 42, 40 something crazy from three. That's just the only way we win and we still gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. We still got dominated by the, in the paint. And the Kings aren't even like a dominant paint team like, well, they score a lot of points in the paint, but they like a lot of dominant rebounding team, but they fucking dominate us because we are, we. we are us and when i when teams that aren't even like great rebounding teams and great paint teams still see us on the schedule and be like shit is sweet and beat us in the paint it, i just there was no this season was cooked and i just i'm actually, I'm just so afraid i don't know how we fix it this fast i don't know i don't know if there's any easy answers and i do think we should keep Kyrie but on the other hand it's just like Bro, he's 31. He's a 31-year-old small guard with... And this is independent of, like, the stuff he... Off-the-court stuff, which I'm going to keep it real with you. I actually think that shit not going to blow up here. Like, I feel like... And when he was in New York and Boston, and because he played with LeBron, like, I feel like them reporters, like, just because of those dudes... It's like people went out their way to try to pack him up. Like literally trying to find any... Because Kyrie done posted some weird shit since he'd been here. And like it didn't really get the run that it would other places. So I, that might actually be one of the reasons why he stays and stay out the out the way. But I just I don't feel good about that. Because I, I don't think Kyrie is going to hold up long term in the best case scenario. Because he, he didn't in his physical prime. And I don't see him getting better at that aspect as he gets older so I think the window is short and I just draft pick this year draft pick next year I, I just don't see how they're going to fix it now let's say the the one thing I will say because I'm team fuck them picks trade them picks if the basketball guys smile on them I can't hold you and they somehow get in the top four I do think that's the get-out-of-jail-free card. I do. Because I do think... I'm not a draft guy, but... You look at the dudes that are projected to go top four in this lottery, and... Them dudes fix needs right away. Like, just athletically. So, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Mark, Cuban don't live right. That's just not going to happen, so i'm not even entertaining that thought and here's the thing even if we keep 10 like people are saying taylor Hendricks, it's a, he won't be there at 10 that's my i don't know if that's a bold, bold take or whatever i need to get um i've been okay at the prospects, but i need to get more into like the mock drafts and stuff so um i know y'all been saying because i don't do the tankathon that's one thing I, i'm so sorry i don't have time to be sitting down and simming <laughs> um that but i y'all been saying that he's who's like mocked from there to um go ten, but he, I think he's he he mocked to go ten then. or
0: eleven, no matter what. Even if the Knicks get the pick at eleven, it's uh, either well, he goes ten at to Dallas or he goes. Now you know me; I have no idea about these prospects, so anything I you tell me gone, I, me.
1: the Pacers are currently, but I don't think he makes it past the Pacers. The Pacers gotcha. are looking for a power forward. Um, yeah. He's not making like he's not making it past them. So he, I don't think he's making it to ten. Um, so that's why I'm like looking at others. who's, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm who, meaning...
0: who's this Cam Whitmore? he's available? Okay, brother. so he's
1: so if he's available at ten, that means he's slid. Okay. Um, so it's just that he's um, he's a wing, um, scoring wing like has has two way like has two week scoring wing potential. Okay. But um, not there yet. Like <laughs> obviously, right now he, he ain't but... what
0: we need at the four spot
1: four he's mm, he's six eight, he's, i believe yeah, they um, got him they
0: got him listed six seven
1: two twenty five. Well, seven, yes yeah. so no he's not a four he's really a three he's a one he's, he's like a two, three two he's like a three two to me okay. more got than it. a three four god thank, thank you thank right you for the scotton
0: report thank you because <laughs> i had no idea
1: yes yeah, so no not a four but I, i'm of the belief as well if you're if you're picking like to me think about fit and need obviously but also if it's a prospect that's sliding that's like you could take it like a cam went more like if he's there at 10 yeah i'm picking my 10 that two-way potential that's something you need right and even if it doesn't come immediate, trust that you can bring that out <laughs> you know what i mean um and obviously sniffer on as to why he's sliding but um i just think yes you prioritize need and fit but also don't turn your nose up at you know other prospect is my thing so like people i, I like i posted a gif of um what's his name jordan hawkins uh just posting it because he's one of the guys i like and people are like another guard another like contact like relax <laughs> like first of all we are not that we thin on guard play, obviously, but more guys that can hand, like that, could do different things. Like he's, like I love his. I've been saying his off-ball movement, all that. Like more guys that could do diff- different things than the guys that already do certain things on the team. Yes, please, like bring him in. Yes, he's another guard, but he does different things <laughs> than some of these other guys. Especially if you're looking to move a guy like THJ. Um, now you can hey, diversify hey. your options yes, what?
0: i don't mean to cut you off we sure they packing up too
1: i don't know but I if been, we're I talking been, about I how been... they fix it okay, that's, one, right. of <laughs> like that's one of the I avenues like that's one of the avenues they can't it. just keep but... him and expect to do things differently because right. you know what i mean so like that's how they um as much as tim has looked great along with luca and um he's i'm sorry he's an avenue to to you know helping us get better or different um so yeah that's just how i feel about that especially if you're prioritizing keeping like a josh because as much as josh has you know kind of flamed out a bit um when they tried to you know give him a bigger role and all that he's still what what 21 I don't know if he turned 22 yet, developed. I think, like, he, j- I think
0: he just
1: turned 22. Yeah, yeah, so like you're not just gonna give up. Granted, not saying he's untouchable. If we're getting someone that's like crazy again, that would be an example of the league moving quickly. Sure, you send him, but other than that, you're not just giving up on him, especially when you've spent what three years now trying to get him to be a key guy in your rotation. No, you're not gonna give up on him and josh is looking like i mean he's played better recently um so you have faith that he's gonna get better so that's someone if you're thinking he can handle like a real solidified bigger role next year now you you know upgrade some of those other spots like a reggie spot um try to see if you know and then reggie that's the thing if y'all are saying reggie sucks all this shit he's not going to get you an upgrade
0: reggie reggie don't Reggie's not really good, but people act like Reggie is, like, one of the worst players in the NBA, and that's just not true.
1: It's just that he's a specialist, and for right now, we, in his spot, where we have him slotted, it just can't be a specialist, unfortunately for him, (laughs) Um, so... You know, we have him playing like starter minutes at the, basically at the four. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, you know what I mean? He, he, all his career, he was mainly a two, like a two-three, a three-two. He guarded ones and twos his whole
0: career, get to Dallas, and they like go wrestle with fours and threes. And play, these two get see, see, Dallas, uh Reggie Bullock, last two years in Dallas. Are the healthiest he's been in his career. They are the two years he's played the most minutes in his life are the last two years in Dallas. That's kind of crazy. With with the physical things we ask him to do, I didn't mean to cut off your thought. I just I want to point that out because I don't think people realize that.
1: No, no, and you're right. Um, but I did, I'm just saying these guys. A lot of these guys are in bad positions. Yeah. Um and we have to just send them underway to, to, for one for them to get in better positions and for us to also um you know move in a different direction so i just want us to start getting like and honestly they have um built the problem is right and i said that i might have been wrong about something and saying that they didn't know what they were doing and like prior to this current season and this team when you look at how it's built and how they just I think this is this season this past off season is where they completely lost the ball but prior to that they were building the team a specific way if you looked at it they got these players on purpose and i feel like we're trying to and as much as the front office stinks and they do do not get me wrong i feel like we have revised history a little bit on them as well because if you If we take it all the way back to that first playoff series against the Clippers in the bubble, after what happened, we went six games, all that. Porzingis went down, all that. The common narrative after that series was, Yeah, good job, you know, Luca is gonna be a you know, great. What he was like, what, twenty-one at the time? So it was like, Yeah, Luca's gonna be You know, Forrest pushing his Clippers team to six, blah, blah, blah. Shit, I Um, think, was was he
0: 20? No, he was 21, he's 21, he's 21, he turned 20 his rookie year, my bad.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so he did all that, that was the narrative, and there was like, yeah, and Porzingis was looking good too, he was just Mm. like, he just needs to come back healthy, so it was just like, yeah, Luca Porzingis and a bunch of 3 and D guys, that was the, that was the narrative. And a bunch of 3 and D guys could win big blah, 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 or whatever. So what did Dallas do? They traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson, who at the time was a 3 and D guy. And they tried to get some more, basically some more of that. Obviously it did not work out the way it did because Josh Richardson was not that guy. But it wasn't even just Josh Richardson. They got James Johnson. Like, you know what I mean? And then they signed Wes Wundu Remember, the 3 and (laughs) D guy. Exactly. I forgot
0: I forgot about Wes. Yeah. Wasn't Wes like a lottery picker or some shit? Um,
1: yeah, I think he actually was. Maybe in uh, a lottery, lottery. lottery actually I don't know. Uh I just know he was in Orlando for the first couple years of his career and then we signed him. But um anyway, he they did all of that and they've tried been trying to build a team. Not, not even necessarily like kind of reminiscent of the Harden Rockets, but obviously not exactly, because um, so you had Luca and uh, a two, and you know three and D guys, and it was just like shooters catching sugar. So they were building the team full of specialists on purpose because they believed they could just ride Luca's heliocentrism. And at the end of the day, we're seeing. I feel like we've reached. The, the, you know, the ceiling or breaking point of that. And now they're stuck because not even just that they were building the team that way. They've made so many mistakes <laughs> while doing so that now it's hard to undo. Um, so at this point, I would just like, I would like basketball players on the team. Um, and obviously you construct the team in a certain way where you're prioritizing a good roster balance so that um you can be effective on both ends. Um, so is another thing we're not the only ones someone made a good point um oh i forgot who said it but i feel like i saw it yesterday um that like the teams who 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 said it Uh, i forgot but it was like the teams who built like so looking at like the raptors even a little bit of like the clippers right who think they can build a team positionless um and just build a bunch of rangy wings like you you really can't win like that actually that that, that
0: shit to... ain't been working.
1: Exactly. So the basketball as much as you say is position is really not positionless. Like dead ass. Like no. the Clippers still had to go trade for a center. They had to go get Plumley. <laughs> they had to like they truck the Raptors had to go back and get Purdo. If that I was mean, the lesson, it, I think this is the biggest I, lesson.
0: I d I don't like I'm sorry I, I gotta stop cutting you off. My bad. Finish no, it off
1: okay. No, no. I was I was just saying like it's the one of the biggest lessons we could take is that all this it was the f- big fad or fad um a couple years ago with the whole um building a roster with a bunch of wings and all that guys who could switch this blah blah. No, you still need good roster balance where you have size, um, speed, athleticism, shooting, all that. So trying to build your roster with like a certain like too much of a certain type is never going to work
0: what i was gonna do is the thing i do where you say something smart and i agree with it and i basically cut you off to bring up examples for why you were right and like hey man look at the standings (laughs) just to emphasize your point the standings is dudes with bigs like all of them got big men and I gotta be honest, some of them got big men that I don't respect, but they there. You know, um, Nuggets they got Bigs, they got Jokic, they got my uh, man that was in Orlando. Um, Jesus, I'm forgetting Aaron Gordon's name. The Grizzlies, Stephen Adams, Triple J, the Kings they got Sabonis, and he is a traditional big. He's a regular big. I think he's. Going to fold up a little bit in the playoffs, but oh well, he got there. That's somewhere they wasn't been. And it, one thing I got to give him credit for it, he's still not a good defensive player, but damn it, he'd try. He'd be fighting for his life down there. He do. He, he ain't that good. They going to pick on him, but he he giving me effort. And I think that's important, especially, you know, when I watch our guys sometimes not do that. You look at the box, same thing, big as hell, big as hell. All types of big dudes. Celtics, you know, they do a little five out here and there with Horford, but they still, like, for them to get to where they need to go, they're playing Horford and Rob Williams. Um, I'm going to get on this topic a little later after I get off this point, but it's something I also want to bring up just about rebounding in general. The Sixers, we know what that is. The Cavs, we know what that is with size. Fuck, the Knicks, we know what that is with size. Suns got a decent big. The Clippers are, you know, they they're in the fifth spot, but I mean, who's they big? Respect
1: big? Zubach, Zubach. Zubach. When Zubac was hurt, they stunk. That's they, when they went on the slide. And
0: they, and they had to go get Plumlee. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the point I'm getting at here is like I'm not someone that believes bigs don't matter. I never was that. But I think there was a general idea that you could just get away with bum bigs if you had enough wings, and that's just not the case. I think the NBA is telling you that's not the case right now. And I think the team that wins the championship, they're going to have decent two-way bigs. And I think the thing that has changed is if you have an offensively limited big and you got decent wings, you can be an okay team. And in the past, I didn't. I don't. I just think teams just kind of scared or shied away from that. Um... I do want to bring up this topic, and I'm curious to what your opinion is on it, because I don't don't think we talked about it. Um, Something I see on the timeline that I won't say it makes me, it doesn't bother me. It's just because I I think it's it's a common sense thing. If you see a player that grabs X number of rebounds, you assume if that player plays, the team is going to be better at rebounding, and that's not the case. And the reason why I bring that up is you look at Robert Williams, right? Robert Williams play like 25 minutes a game, average eight rebounds a game, which is solid, especially for 25 minutes a game. But when Robert Williams plays, the Celtics, the only difference is him not playing. The Celtics are like one of the best five rebound, top five rebounding team in the NBA. When he don't play, they fall to the bottom. When you look at someone, and I'm not trying to pick on this dude because he has shame. He he went out with some shame, and I'm not mad on him. But like Christian Wood and Robert Williams average roughly the same amount of rebounds. But when Christian Wood is on the court, the half still get out rebounded or rebounded, no matter who he plays with. Actually, if he plays with another big, that shit don't. Surprisingly enough, that shit don't didn't matter. The second half of the season, but even if you go over the whole season, like we still get out rebounded at like the same rate. Whether he's out there, even with Luca, Luca grab is what he averaged eight a game. Christian Wood average eight nine a game. It's like I just want to point out, I guess, to anybody that's listening to this, that you can't look at like just the rebounding number. You got to look at like when this dude is on the court, what percentage of offensive rebounds do we give up? what percentage of defensive rebounds do we grab that shit matters. And that's not as simple as does this dude grab a lot of rebounds because I'm on, I'm not going to hold you. I lied to myself with Christian wood playing next to another big. um, I thought that would maybe save the season. They did that shit. Maxie, Dwight, Dwight, Wood, it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. And I think because there's going to be, I think we turn it over the whole front court. I think the only dude that's going to be here next year is Maxi, because they don't, no one's taking his contract. I think Dwight's gone. I think Wood is gone. And JaVale, I think JaVale is probably here, but I don't know if they play in every night. Maxi will play till he get hurt, but I think they're going to go try to find two dudes that are going to put Maxi as the third big. As far as minutes played, man, I don't – I actually think they can trade for one and just sign somebody off the street that does that. At like, the – it even might not even be – might even be the vet minimum you might be able to pull it off with or a part of the mid-level. We'll see if we even get to keep that. But the point I'm trying to make is we're going to turn over the whole – uh, front court, and when we discuss the guys that we are bringing in, just don't look at the rebounding number. Same thing for block shots. Look at how, like, how many points when this dude played. Was this team giving up in the paint? Look at what perimeter players was around them. I just think the way we are about as a fandom are about to discuss like bigs. We, we just got to look at everything to have honest conversations about who's actually impacting winning. That's all. Because I, I don't – with the bigs we had this year, it was it was hard to do that because and we had the worst front court in the NBA to the point to where we was arguing that Christian Wood playing center with around four wings or four guards was a winning – was something that we could win with. We was arguing about that, and it's just like, come on man Let, let's let's keep it real what do you well what do you think about everything that I just said except up Christian Wood?
1: I mean, yeah, the roster was locked I think that's just what we're getting at here yeah. and we were all naive honestly, quite frankly, everyone um about what they could do. Especially given that they made a big trade, but the roster was still fraught. So now they have to just fix it. That's really what it is. Because I feel like before, um, I mean, the roster was always flawed. You could argue, but like I said, it was much more of a vision with what they were trying to do. They went away from that this off season or this past off season. We all knew that um, they went away from it, and it cost them. It cost them. So um now. We're going to see what they do after this whole, you know, because if you look at it, we have not, um, I guess the only time you can, like, we haven't quote unquote underachieved if you're talking like seating wise, right? It always looks pretty, like in the moment it's different, but on paper, uh, we always say like, um, like, it's funny because on paper, the maps don't look crazy, but then in the games, they always look better. But if you look at um, results-wise, the results often look better than their process, right? And that's always been the problem that I'm talking about the season where um, the COVID hit us and all that. We finished that season fifth. And I always say that was the fake five seed where we had that tiebreaker. And that's why we were in the five seed. But see, we could say we were fifth. And then last season, again, we got hot, all that. We finished fourth. And even the season we finished seventh, Luca's second year, people still didn't have us like there were people expected us to be better, obviously than Luca's rookie season because we got Porzingis. But again, he was coming off on ACL. People weren't sure about us. No one knew Luca was going to take that huge leap. Hmm. That was even still a surprise. So I they, mean,
0: KP was better than I thought he was going to be that year. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to take a year just to be a competent player.
1: He turned it on the second half. The first half of the season he was bad. And then he turned it on, um, but the, the point is that they, the results always look better than the process. Because um, even last season, as much as it ended great, it started miserable. <laughs> like, we were pretty miserable, and same thing like here, so I feel like this is finally where the process aligns with the results, where they had a terrible process, and now we're seeing terrible results. So it's really a how will you respond kind of moment from them now. Um, because this hasn't happened. Like I said, this hasn't really happened because it always ended up fine. And now we're in a situation where it's not going to end up fine. And granted, there's still, there's really still a slim-ass chance where they get into the plane and somehow get the eight seat. But again, it's so slim that I don't even want to entertain that.
0: <laughs> but You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, but, I, if they got in, I think they'd make the play in. I mean, I think they'd make the playoffs. I think they would be uh, the Pelicans, and I think they would be. Uh, who would they play?
1: Wouldn't it be like the Wolves or whoever wins that? Um, they'd
0: beat the Wolves.
1: See, I don't think I can't get that far. The Pelicans, fine. I can't get that far to say, yeah, they'll beat the Wolves.
0: The only reason why I say they beat the Wolves is like the Wolves is trying to figure out how to integrate Cat, and like they're still trying to figure it out, and they ain't figured it out yet. So you could exploit them. But we to.
1: haven't figured out any of our shit. Well, that's we what I'm saying. saying so, so we, so, right?
0: You right? So we would just be fucking around, figuring it out together against each other. Now, if the wolves, Bro, did, ain't nobody
1: want to see that shit. Like, <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is,
0: like, if Cat fucking, like, if if Cat didn't play, like, if Cat just was still out, I don't know. They would pack us up. Like, they'd be giving us hell. But just the weirdness of them trying to figure it out like I, I think they would play but let's be real clear if we play Denver that shit would get ugly quick they pack us up like 5-1 I don't it's just they we would make it too easy for them it wouldn't be it wouldn't be our strengths would go up against their our weaknesses would go up against their strengths and it just wouldn't be fun for anybody
1: yeah I'm just I'm I would like the seasons to be over um but at the end of the day yeah this is where results are bad so we'll see what they do and people are you had cuban right because we haven't even touched on this um so i guess we can transition to cuban running his fucking mouth and doing i mean what we i mean we already knew he was going to go this direction but i was surprised that he's doing i thought he would have at least if he didn't do it at the beginning of the season, which he didn't, I thought he would have saved it for this offseason. I didn't think he was going to start running his mouth before the season ended. But now we know they're operating as if the season ended anyway. But goes on this rant, talking about brunch and talking about his father, this, this, that, and the third, looking real immature, doing all that BS. And I'm, that's, it's not a good look, regardless of how you feel. It is not a good look, um, re- whether you believe them or not. You, I guess objectively we can all say that's not a good look, especially since we saw him trying to walk back him telling reporters that or showing texts and all that he was trying to walk that shit back. No, no, he's just, he can't help himself just to always do this. And um, yeah, I just think it's embarrassment. And we always say it anytime, the, every time the Mavs are under scrutiny, anytime we're in, like something's happening. He just has to, he cannot, like, leave it alone. And people are saying, well, he's taking accountability for, don't you see the, no, he's not. And don't you see the issue with that quote talking about, yeah, I did a bad job, I didn't realize this, this, this. You are not the general manager. No other owner in the league is doing this, bro. And the thing is, it wouldn't even, it would have been bad, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have been that bad if he said we. Like we didn't realize, you know, saying that he's a part of the team. He said, "I, I didn't do, I didn't do that." He thinks he's the main character. That he, is really the issue. As is. he is center of the shit. He thinks he's the the puffin, the puffin master, pulling the string. He wants to be that guy. That's why he runs to do these press conferences every single time. He thinks this is a is he's delusional. Like he thinks this is a um. He doesn't understand what this is. So I think um he's ultimately the issue <laughs> what we've all you know kind of said and hinted at and talked about but at the end of the day i think he if he doesn't take a step back and let people do their jobs we're you know there definitely like there's nothing to talk about but in, in that try not to Think about that too much because, you know, obviously, where's the fun in that and thinking that everything is doomsday about your team? So, yeah, I try to hold some, you know, blind optimism, but it's hard to hold blind optimism when he, even a blind person would see Cuban and his bullshit. Like, that's how loud he is with his shit. You know what I mean? He can't leave well enough alone. So, that's when it gets annoying when I'm trying to ignore all the bullshit you've done, but you keep making it hard, keep making it difficult. So, yeah, I'm just, Cuban is just working on my very last nerves
0: yeah so that's kind of where let me i don't know it, that's where it comes to with this draft pick and the you know we i guess a little disagreement in the draft about how important this draft pick is in the group chat earlier that's kind of my big overwhelming point like None of this shit really matters, bro. Luka included. Like, I think we've kind of proven that... I think Luke... Like, uh, Bomani Jones said this, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I actually do think it's true. That this is the first year in recent NBA history where you could the, f- the fourth best player in the NBA. Ain't that much better than the 15th best player to overcome roster incompetence like the 15th best player in nba if he has a solid roster can beat maybe the fourth best teams or have a better record than the fourth best player or fifth best players in the team in the league's team if he don't have a good roster that's like the first time it's been that way in recent memory like if you were one of the guys, you could just backpack to like five hundred, sometimes even fifty wins. You know what I'm saying? Like Dirk, I love Dirk. Like Dirk has some shitty ass rosters at the fifty win mark. And this year it's like Luca Luca did a lot of things to complain about. Um, I actually wanna talk about he's that he's not chip ready tweet on the back end. Um But he's still one of the best players in the NBA, and that shit just didn't matter, bro. It didn't matter. We stunk when he played. We stunk when he – we obviously couldn't win a game when he didn't play, but, like, dog, we just never were good. There was no point in this season where we were good. Not one time. No stretch. Yeah, there was
1: a stat that it was like the Mavs were the only team in the West that were – that did not hold the one seed for even a a night. The only team team in the West that was not the one seed at one point in time.
0: Yeah, we never had a run. We never had a run. I don't count that fake-ass seven-game winning streak where we fucking beat teams without their best player in the Rockets three times. That don't count, bro. I'm sorry. It just don't. And I know what it felt like when I watched those games. Like, it always felt like it was just a matter of time before that shit was... It was a house of cards. And I know we played a lot of clutch games last year, but like I used to watch them games and be like, yeah, we're going to pack these dudes up. It's just a matter of time. You know what I mean? Like, and it it usually happened. It usually happened. It was, it's almost like the, the, the games had a rhythm that would work out in a positive way last year. And like this year, it was the opposite. It's like, no matter how much we were up, it's like, yeah, they're gonna give up the lead and probably lose on some bullshit at the end. And it kept happening. It just kept it's been happening for fucking four months now. And it's just I don't know, fuck, I can't even say four months, six months. How this entire NBA season. And it's just ironic because the two games I went to this year in person was uh the OKC game that they tricked off the historical collapse. And Kyrie's first home game, where they tricked off a historical comeback, which is just kind of funny in retrospect, but I don't know, man. Um I just i I just really, really, really think we really got a roster build and I if you made me bet money on it, I do think Kyrie is coming back. I do just because I think we're gonna they're gonna have shame, and I think like I don't think his market is gonna be super strong. And then he's not stupid. He's like, bro, I get the money from them and then I can demand the trade. They'll probably give it to me. You know what I'm saying? That might even be part of the negotiations. Like, hey, we in a bad spot. You in a bad spot. We appreciate your professionalism. This shit ain't working by the trade deadline. We'll get you where you want to go. I, I I will not be shocked at all. The teams have done that. Teams have agreed to that shit. So I will not be shocked if that's the agreement they have with Kyrie. Like, fam, let's get this one more shot one more year. It go left. We get you where you want to go. We do right by you. Um, not trying to be funny. I actually think we need to do shit like that to build up goodwill with players and agents in the league. Um, shit. Did you? Did you? Did you see? Uh, I can't talk to you about that here. I will talk to you about that off the record. But but did you see about the discussion? That certain players and agents think about Detroit. That's kind of verify uh, Detroit about the navs That's that was basically verified. Did you see that part of the group chat?
1: No, I wasn't paying attention.
0: All right, I talked to you about it off air, but basically everybody know we don't know what the hell we doing, and this ain't. This is coming from like a primary source, so it ain't rumor. Um, like yeah, it's bad. We 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 need to make it seem like we have any idea what we're doing. Um, I've listened to the dunked on podcast. John Hollinger was the GM of the Grizzlies. And he was like, he basically be shitting on us by trying to be polite about shitting on us, basically saying like, yeah, the Mavs just kind of be doing whatever. They, they are very loose operation and he, he don't like shit on us, but he does say, we we play fast and loose. We're emotional. We're reactionary. A lot of things that make people upset. And he wasn't a good GM either, but he still was a GM. He still knows how other GMs view the Mavericks. And I think we need to buy some goodwill, and I think they're going to try to do that with Kyrie. I also think they're going to do it with Kyrie just to – I think Kyrie still has so much influence in the league amongst players that they, they can't piss him off. And if you pay attention – Publicly, as stupid as Mark Cuban is, was, he doing whatever, it, anytime that man, his name comes up, he just speaks super highly of him, even though he's kind of, to me, it was a backhanded compliment. It was like, everything I read about him wasn't true. That was stupid. But that's Mark Cuban's version of being, I guess, polite or praising Kyrie, if you will um anyway back to the tweet i'm gonna be honest i didn't even want to engage on the tweet because everyone's so sensitive about it but i do want to talk about it here because a i want to give you a a platform i'm gonna say a platform shit is your platform i want to hear you long form and not in 160 or however many fucking characters we got now explain why you said luca wasn't chip worthy i 100 percent agree and i have ready
1: chip chip ready
0: Dario, Chip, ready. I 100% agree. I just wanted to move the fight about it on the timeline at that at that point in time, and I have my opinions why I don't believe it, but I want to hear your side of it.
1: Well, I mean, it's simple. One, he's young, right? Uh huh. Young guys typically it takes people a while. Like, no matter how polished you come in the league looking, it takes you a while to learn how to win in the league. I mean, especially if you're if you're pretty young, like these old like people bring up these old ass examples of of some of the all time I'm talking like best players ever to play the game. And you're so you're inherently putting Luca in that conversation. And we've talked about this when you place those type of expectations and then he doesn't meet it. Um which is where you see a lot of criticism and all that. That's what we're talking about, though. You're bringing up examples of, oh well, LeBron did it. Do you, do you think Luca's LeBron just arguably the best player to ever play the game? <laughs> do you think that's Luca? Like, be serious. No, um, and that's okay. Like, I'm not saying it as a as a critique. I think that's the disconnect. Um, people think I say it as a critique. I don't. I don't think it's a critique. I just think it's it's just is what it is at the moment um, he, he said and this is something else So I guess I'll just intertwine these two conversations but he is on record saying and I didn't like the quote I think the quote looks worse than how he said it but I didn't like I didn't like person like it anyway um for various reasons but he was basically saying that um he knows his defense is shit basically and yeah it's hard for him to play defense he's tired he hasn't had a rest all that And you had that brought up a lot of conversation, too, about people saying that, oh, he, well, should he play for his national team in the summer and play all these, you know, tournaments, all this. Um, And I'm of the belief where I don't believe the Mavericks as an organization should ever tell him um, or suggest to him that he should not play, ever. I think if he doesn't play, it has to be his decision. Kind of similar to, like, Jokic and Giannis taking they've taken their summers off um to rest um and I believe it has come from him and he's in a situation where unfortunately he can't have his cake and eat it too because right now he's complaining that he can't you know play defense at the level it needs to be um and I think you have to like from for what he's shown this season and I understand he you know attributes it to fatigue all that but from what he has shown this season, um, it's not quite chip-ready, like, in terms of competing all the way. It's not quite there yet. And if he's going to continue to compete, he's going to have to be okay. Either he's going to – here's the thing. I think there's things in his control. While he's, you know, there's other contexts with the shortened, condensed schedule. I've been told – like, I've had a conversation um, with um Matej. I don't want to – Butcher's name, but had a conversation long conversation with him about all this. And, you know, he said he was telling me talking to me about the scheduling and how, you know, COVID really messed a lot of things up. And moving forward it shouldn't be like, you know, super condensed and all that. Um, but regardless, there's things in his control he could have done, like example, not eat like a fucking maniac (laughs) that's (laughs) one (laughs) or not like be smoke drinking like there's certain things that if you know that you're in already in a predicament um where you're going to be playing a lot more than you you know probably anticipate you could take steps to help mitigate that but he did not do that so you're not doing that um i think you have to live with what those kind of consequences you know what I mean like actions have consequences and I'm sure he will never regret um playing for his country as he shouldn't um but at the end of the day know that that comes with some you know sacrifices so I think that's just where I am and I think people need to be careful how they speak about it because they get offensive they like especially some you know like the American fans they will they're trying to treat it as if um those competitions don't matter you know, NBA's king kind of thing. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that can obviously get kind of offensive when you look at it. Um,
0: It is. It is.
1: Yeah. And especially when Luca sees it as he would, like, like a gold medal in the Olympics would probably mean more to him than, like, a championship uh, if you just, like, um, lay it out like that. But obviously he cares about an NBA championship. That's not to say that he doesn't care about winning in the highest level in the NBA. Because he does. He says all the time he wants to win a championship. But I don't believe as it stands right now, he's ready to win a championship. Because of, you know, not just, like his play is great. But he still needs to clean up some things. Not just defensively, but offensively too. um, In order to um really be at that peak level um his obviously we we talked about you know diet and conditioning and all that stuff that is also not at a level that is ready like he's still dying in fourth quarters <laughs> like, if we keep it real he's still like pretty tired like he's like very slow and that's another thing like i feel like this season like we always talked about luca moving at his own place blah blah, blah. and we, us being um you know, one of the slowest-paced leagues in the team. It's been a while for the last couple seasons. But I feel like this was the first season where that low-key, his slow pace, like, hurt the team a lot more than in seasons past. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, like, you like it was a drag sometimes. And we've, like, we've had leads, and we talk about losing leads, all that. Um, We've lost leads when Luca leaves the game. But we've also lost leads when Luka checks in the game, <laughs> like this season, because of that, you know, slow, sluggish pace. Um, and that the pro- I feel like the problem was, as much as the Mavs ran a bit more when Luka was out, and this is prior to the Kyrie trade. I'm talking prior to the Kyrie trade, um, since that was pretty much a bigger sample size. Um, as much as yeah, if we played at a quicker pace, it wasn't like last the seasons pass when Luka checked that it was Brunson coming in. And Brunson's pace and a Dinwiddie's pace is much different. Dinwiddie kind of played Luca Light, so Dinwiddie's is ball-hogging and slowing it down, too. So we never had a break from that yeah. kind of style. Of, you know what I mean? We never had a break
0: uh, from and that and style. And it's so crazy, because Jalen and Spencer together, like, played faster. That was that was the thing that, like, surprised me a little bit. When it's because two- you need so a long. push
1: sometimes. You know, when, when you're fast pace. You're not going to run if nobody's running with you. That's why Josh sticks out so much, because he's always fucking running. Nobody else is running.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, same. but uh, it's like, you know, I don't think of Jalen as some fast push-to-pace type dude. And we, Spencer, <laughs> this year, Spencer was literally trying to do the same shit Luca was doing. And it just looked so bad. But when they played together, they, the ball moved quicker. Am I crazy? Maybe I'm just remembering it different. I feel like the pace picked up it never it was fast, but it was quicker.
1: It was quicker because they attacked. That's the thing. They attacked quicker. The problem with Luca is he's using it most of the clock. Like, our yeah. possessions go long. Yeah. yeah. Like, we You're don't right. score quickly. Like, and that's that's the thing. So, not – and again, it's not – it's only a critique in certain settings. It's not just an overall, like, you know, critique. I just feel like this is the first season where I, we felt like – it, it kind of hurt the team at points. Not to say all the time, or he's a re- I need to keep saying this because people get so sensitive. But, um, and that's also why people are talking about, oh, why is Kyrie's record like just without, in that small eye sam- sample size, let's make it clear. But um, it's because of the pace thing. Like we have the, like you see, it. it's not like, the eye test is saying it. Like, if you look at it, we play just much faster and just a different style, really. Um, and not to say that style is better, because we've seen holes in that too, even in that small sample size. It, it's, it looks shaky, like it's never going to be perfect. And you just always need that balance. And I think, um, that again, these are things he can always work on, like, or do things differently and with experience to get more you know, just get better at it, he's 24, he just start. it's okay if he's not, like, ready to win a chip, like, really win a chip, like, like, it's, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay, and people are saying, oh, it's the front office, like, a lot of things can be true, as much as the front office sucked and all that, no, I don't, um, yes, I believe that, but how, like, what else do you want me to say about that? You know what I mean? Like, we can talk about everything on the laundry list. Um, At least I am going to. I don't care if you do or not. I don't care really much about what other people are saying. I just know I'm going to talk about all of it. So that's just what it is. I'm talking about all of it. Nothing is getting left unturned. Y'all just want to focus on certain parts. And that's cool. That's fine. I'm going to talk about all of it.
0: All right agree and i'll I'm going to give my two cents. This is one of those things to where I think because we see the game the same way we agree. but I'm gonna say I'm gonna ratchet it up like I don't think there's any fucking team Luca played Luca could play on where he plays good enough defense not to eventually cost him a championship. I don't think there's any realistic roster you can put together realistic like if you just drop his ass on the fucking bucks of course they'd win a championship you just dropped his ass on the fucking celtics of course they'd win a championship but any realistic if you gave if you drop jeremy grant and miles turner on this team i still don't think they'd win a championship because a team would eventually exploit luca and Kyrie defensively even if those dudes are quote-unquote two-way wings and rim protectors i think luca's defense is that bad i do um And when you get in the playoffs and when you get scouted and the other team has three or four dudes who can all dribble, who can all score, who can all shoot, who all have athleticism. There is no hiding. There's no hiding. A player as bad as Luca has played defense this year. And also, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Luca is what second in the league in scoring, probably leads the NBA and points created. Well, you know what? He wouldn't have to create so many fucking points if A, he got back on defense, B, didn't give so many technical fouls, and C, actually fucking just was in shape enough to just get in the way defensively. So I don't want to hear, well, the guy who averages 33, 9, and 9. Can't take the blame. He wouldn't fucking have to average all those points offensively if he played just a little better defense. I'm not asking you to be Giannis. I'm not asking you to be a stopper. But bro, uh, I forget. I don't even know if the quote is real. It might have been NBA Central or some shit, where they said some coach say Luke is the worst uh transition defensive player I've literally ever seen. I don't know if that dude was off off base. I really I don't. said
1: it was he's the worst in my I, my personal eyes have ever watched. He is the worst in my eyes. It's just,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I'm saying a coach said that shit. Like and they, you know me and you fans, but a fucking coach said it and I See, actually I think
1: it was a scout. I think it was a scout. Scout or, or, yeah.
0: either way. Anyway, someone who takes a check to have an opinion on basketball and I actually agree. And you can't you don't get to Like, bro, that ain't – I don't give – there's no fucking roster. There's no defensive wizards. There's no athleticism that's going to cover up from playing four on five every single night in transition defensively. That don't exist. That don't exist. And this is the other thing. Like, bro, I love Lucas, so I watched him with the fucking national team. I watched him. I was up watching fucking Eurobasket. Buddy, what happened in Eurobasket? His ass had a bad game. He got teed up. He fouled out. And he wasn't getting back on defense. It's just obviously because it's Eurobasket. It, it They ain't really running in transition to the level that NBA teams is. But that's still, I'm not blaming him for why that team lost because he obviously backpacked them to get them there. Why, if you want to be real, like, that's one of the reasons they lost. He got teed up. He got in foul trouble. He wasn't getting back on defense. And – People are gonna get so defensive when they say that because I'll be honest, I do think because I think you you dropped that tweet the night after he had like forty, wasn't it? This is the night after he had forty.
1: Oh uh, yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Anyway, and I was like, damn, you know, my son has shame, and you're out here trying to kill him. But that don't mean you wasn't right. I just didn't again,
1: right it wasn't tweeted in criticism.
0: I know, I know, I know, but. You were right, and I just think – I just really hate that no one wants to uh, – and it's a lot of the Lucas things to acknowledge that. And then I also – the one thing that I will not fucking tolerate or accept is that it's the – it's Jason Kidd's fault or Mark Cuban's fault. He ain't in shape. That's fucking absurd. That's absurd. No one – like, bro, that's absurd. Great players, and it's it's also what you said earlier. He's 24. Jokic was fat until he was 24, 25. And one day, the fucking bubble had it. He was taking, the bubble happened. He was taking criticism for how out of shape he was. And he took the break from the bubble to get in shape and literally has won every fucking MVP since. And has ascended the the chart. He just finally got tired of it. I don't think Michael Malone said anything to him. I don't think the Nuggets said anything to him. It wasn't... Because they went and got his fucking buddy from Serbia to get on the team and encourage him to stay in shape. Fucking Drajic talked, probably him and Drajic probably text talk every day. Drajic, look, dog, Drajic is washed and old, but that man is still in great shape. He's in great shape. So I don't want to hear how, like, if he was around every day, Luke would be in shape. No, he wouldn't. Luke was get. They were on the national team, and we know how important that is to him. He still was getting teed up. He still was yelling at the refs. tragic was right there, balling. That old man was fighting for his life. They was doing it for their country. They still lost. He still was doing it. So I just think those things are going to come with maturity with Luca. But stop fucking blank. He's a grown. He's a grown man. He's a young man, but he is a grown man, and those things are going to come with maturity. That is. That is not his fault. These, I just want someone that follows a basketball team other than the Dallas Mavericks closely to tell me when a play, when the organization has made a superstar that was as transcendent as early as Luca was, dramatically change who they were and who they are, no matter how good the organization was. Because I think people just, the Mavs organization is bad but they get the blame for some things that are Luca personality traits. And I don't like people not... And it's not even me saying that Luca will never get it fixed because here's one thing I know about Luca: is he fucking has shame. He has shame. He is super competitive. He wants to win. And I actually think it's probably going to happen this year. And the reason why I'm getting nervous about him asking for a trade is because the first year he does everything he's supposed to, and they still don't win that's when he's gonna leave when he comes back in shape and he's going crazy he's playing defense and we still ask that's when he gonna look around and be like okay i've did everything i literally can do within reason i've done everything i'm in shape i play defense i score the points i have a co-star in kyrie irving and we still bad." and there's no way for this to get better, then I'm going to ask to leave. I'm actually afraid of that happening next year, but I do think it's going to happen. I do think he's going to fully actualize. I don't think he's going to be the chubby dude who can't play one way because he, we've been asked, but there's been little subtle ways he has. He started shooting more catching threes. He's got with the program a little bit better with moving the ball and and playing with a little bit more tempo in place.
1: I've liked how he played um, the last few games. I've liked how he played, especially offensively. Like, it's much better, like, pace.
0: Exactly. He's already changing. We just ain't winning. So, don't nobody want to hear that shit right now. And he's still bad defensively, so no, nobody want to hear that shit. But he's going to figure it out. But we don't – the reason why he hasn't figured it out, we need to stop fucking blaming on Jason Kidd and mark cuban even if they are ass. am i crazy tell me where i'm out of bounds tell me if you agree i just want your feedback on it
1: i think i agree i do i do he, there, there's things that are up to him and i think like i said people just try to absolve him from everything Yeah. um and they fake say oh well he can play better defense but when time comes to call him out on it they don't want to so it's like i mean that's fine now people can do what they want but um don't jump in like my mentions when i'm trying to talk about everything to tell me i can't talk about it um that's just you know how i feel about it
0: it's really weird because like you be minding your own business and people just be like they just jump in and i'm like bro luca has is an agent he has someone that does his social media for him that he pays for that shit he has a marketing company uh well I'm, not, I'm sorry he has a publicist he has enough people that make money to defend him and make sure he's presented to the world in a positive light y'all ain't gotta do it against other mass fans for free like you know we that's that's all i would say and that goes for any player especially when we talking about stuff that's like no one is saying Luca's ass. Like, you said he's not ready to win a championship, and that's it. And I also think, like, especially some of the Luka stands and some of the European fans, I don't think they realize how fucking hard to win an NBA championship is. I don't think we as fans, all the fans for that matter, for that matter. we think, I, I think it's very possible if the Mavs did everything by the book since they drafted Luca we would be no closer to a championship than we got last year. That's the part I think people forget. Now, obviously, I think shit's in the mud, but winning a championship is fucking hard, extremely hard, even if you have a really good player. And I think, I really think fans ignore that. Um, Like, and just to give an example, you look at Boston. Boston did everything right for the most part. You know, the Kyrie trade, they probably wasn't, wasn't the best thing in hindsight, right? But for the most part, they are an organization that has done everything right. And if they don't win it this year, I think Jalen Brown is out of there. And then it's Jason Tatum and a bunch of 30-year-olds. And they don't really got no draft capital. And the Bucks, uh, they're a really good team. They have won their championship. They're the oldest team in the league, right? If they don't win that championship, they in the mud. They could be in the mud after this year, right? Um, you just look at the standings and you, you just see like <laughs> outside the Warriors and the Bucks. those are the only two teams that have won championships here recently that are still together. And I think the Bucs are one of the contenders, but I don't think the Warriors are going to win it. And then what? Then what? I just think winning the championship is hard. And we talk about it as if the Mavs, as shitty as the Mavs are, as poor as the decisions that I think the um, front office has made, it's fucking hard to win a championship. It's really hard. Um, that's all my two cents on that topic. Actually, shit, they can be my, all my two cents for the day.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, we can wrap this shit up. <laughs> that's all I got.
0: Yeah, that's all I got, too. All right, y'all. I'm going to post this up. We, the Dallas Mavericks, play basketball. This probably is going to be the last time we're going to see Luca here in about two and a half hours. Um, I got to be honest. I've stopped looking at downloads because I just don't care no more. I don't even, I ain't even been recording our ads for us to get paid. I'm sorry, SJ. That's my bad. I still shoot you your cut, but I just ain't been caring like that just to keep it real with you. So... I thank y'all for listening. I got to double check and see how many of y'all are still listening. And uh, I appreciate y'all. Man, this was a rough season, but y'all, I I think it's almost over one way or another here. And uh, we're going to hit y'all with the off-season content. SJ is going to teach me about draft prospects. We're probably going to argue about what to do with our pick if we do get it or the impossible happens and we talking about a top four pick and Kyrie and all this other shit. But anyway, we holla at y'all peace.